we're going to go over our devotional book fair. As you're coming in, uh, just a couple things that you can do. First of all, you say, well, I'm not going to purchase any books. Well, don't worry. We actually have a free book for you as well out there. So everybody in attendance can grab one. And this is our 2022 year in review booklet. If you did not see it, it may have been because you came in a different door. But if you came in the main door, it's right there through that back door. There's a whole table full of this booklet and they are free for anybody who would like one it walks through the entire year month by month there's a write-up from each of our pastors and then uh, there's my favorite section from last year we brought it back faith by the numbers we called it just kind of a fun snapshot of different random numbers throughout the year and uh, so grab one of those if you'd like to have a copy please grab one of those they're a lot of fun it's kind of like scrapbooking our way and uh, also my still favorite is Cindy Bragg's poem is in there. These are infamous. If you have not uh, seen one, I don't know how you do it, but uh, she is our, I don't know, what is the, po our poet laureate here at Faith Baptist Church of Palm Bay, and uh, she did a wonderful job once again. Uh, we should definitely make that an official title at some point. We've got to make you the poet laureate here at Faith. Uh, but we're so glad for those. So please, even if you go out there and you don't buy anything, don't worry, you can at least get a free thing, all right? And then in addition to that, not related to the books, there are, as we promised you we would do, t-shirts available for you to purchase. If you'd like to buy, some of you have said, we want a Faith Baptist shirt. You got jealous of the baptismal candidates and their cool shirts. And there are shirts, again, they're, they're just $10. That's, that's just at cost. Like we got them for $10, we sell them to you for $10. So uh, that's how we'll do it for you. If you'd like to buy one, if you want to, I heard some say, I'm going to buy one and wear it tonight. You know what? You can do that. Although I will say you might want to wear a long sleeve shirt underneath it. Uh, but uh, there, there are out there for you. Let's go ahead and pray and then we'll get started with our devotional books together this morning. Lord, we thank you so much for the word that we can study. Lord, we're thankful for the aids that are given to us that can help us in that study of your word. And may this be an encouragement to each that are in attendance this morning. We pray this in your name. Amen. It was Charles Spurgeon who said, Give yourself unto reading. The man who never reads will never be read. He will never uh, quote and will never be quoted. He, will, he, he who will not use the thoughts of men's brains in books proves that he has no brains of his own. I thought that was interesting. Uh, that was Spurgeon. Uh, apparently every once in a while he came across with a snide remark or two of his own. Uh, but we're so glad to have some books available to you. Now, I know, as you do, that you can go into just about any store and you will see, if they sell books, a religious section. And there is no shortage of quote-unquote religious literature out there. The challenge you and I face as believers is not for lack of religious books. The challenge is which ones are good. And uh, that's kind of hard to peruse. And sometimes it's just nice to have folks that can come and say, I've read it, I, I, I recommend it to you, and that can be a help to you. And that's all today is meant to be. And so what we've done is we have split up, each pastor has a, a, a signed heading for books. So Pastor Aaron's going to do resources here in a moment first for family devotions and students and things. Pastor Paul has resources for adult devotionals and things. 
and then I've got some resources related to our most recent sermon series. So each pastor will go through that. We'll, they'll kind of give you a snapshot of the book. When you go out into the hallway immediately after, you can purchase them. Uh, above each table section, there is a white laminated sheet of paper. That's an important one. That tells you the costs of each book. Our goal is not to make money here today. We're selling them to you at the cost we got them. And uh, so that's how we're going to do it. And then in the Welcome Center will be the money changers in the house of the Lord. All right. <laughs> now, again, we're not making money, so we're okay in that regard. All right. We're not trying to make any money. But I still had to make that joke in case you hadn't thought of it already. So Pastor Aaron's going to come and go through, first of all, our family devotional books and student ministries books. Pastor Aaron. Well, you know what they say, that... Uh... New Year's resolutions uh, last about two weeks, and then we, we, we drop them. It's January 15th. It's time to restart, okay? <laughs> so if you've dropped your New Year's resolutions, time to jump back in. And one great New Year's resolution uh, for your family is, is reading the Bible together to worship as a family. Here at Faith Baptist Church, we, we want to be a, a church for families, and we strongly believe that discipleship should start in the home. That, sh that discipleship should not be limited to youth group or Sunday school class on Sundays or Wednesdays, but it should be happening in the home um, as you disciple your children. And so I want to give you several recommendations, uh, both for family devotions. If, if it's your desire to, to read the Bible with your children, to foster that love for Scripture as a family, I want to give you some recommendations along those lines, and then um, I want to also give some recommendations uh, for different age groups, devotional resources that, that kids can have, that, that teens can have, um, that you might want to look at the tables and, and purchase for yourself. Uh, so first of all, I want to start off with some recommendations for family devotions. If, if you're a, a mom or a dad and you want to start this with your family, or maybe you've tried starting it in the past and it's kind of been inconsistent and you've tried it and it doesn't seem to work very well, um, your, parents, your kids aren't paying attention, they're jumping on the couch while you're trying to read the Bible, all that good stuff. Um, here's some resources that might be a help to you. A couple of books. First of all, Bible Reading with Your Kids. This is a really short, um, digestible book. Uh, it's called A Simple Guide for Every Father. A really handy, simple resource for you if this is something that you would like to, to start in your, in your own family. It addresses potential hesitations. Um, what if my kids are too young? Um, I don't feel equipped. I don't feel like I have scriptural knowledge as a dad. Um, so what do I do with that? It addresses all those and really kind of eases any hesitation that you may have. Um, it offers practical suggestions for each different uh, age group. Right? What if I have small kids, three, four, five? Right? Well, in that case, well, there's some, there's some, uh, some Bible stories, some, some, some kids' story Bibles, which we're, I'm going to point to some suggestions for that in the back. Uh, that you can use? Or what if my kid is 8, 10 years old? How do I lead them in that time? So it's, they give practical suggestions for each age range, and it's really helpful in that way. Um, it also includes actual sample reading schedules and sample reading sessions. So if you wanted to take this book, it gives, here's, a, here's a suggestion for how you could read through uh, the Gospels or, or read through a portion of the Bible broken down by, by day. And then also it gives a sample reading session. Like what, would it, what might it look like sitting down with your kids and reading the Bible to them? So you get a very clear, practical idea of what it might look like for you to, uh, to do this time with your kids. And I'd, I'd recommend this resource to you. Um, what an incredible um, opportunity 
we have as parents to, to lead our, our children uh, in a love for Scripture. And even if you feel like they don't fully understand what they're hearing, um, you're instilling in them a memory that in your home, Scripture is important. And, and if nothing else, if they get that, you, you've done something. So uh, Bible reading with your kids, great resource. Another one is called Family Worship. It's by uh, Donald Whitney. Again, a very small, uh, short book. Um, a good portion of this book uh, emphasizes the importance of family worship by actually surveying its impact both in Scripture and in church history. So if you're a church history guy and, and, uh, or, or, or girl and, uh, and interested in that kind of thing, it spends a good deal of time in this short book kind of just surveying how this has made an impact throughout history and in Scripture. Um, outlines the important elements of family worship and actually answers questions regarding different home situations that might make family worship difficult. And, uh, and, and the, the, the simple model that he, that he offers here in, his, in this particular book is it's really simple. All you got to do is you come together, maybe you sing a verse of a song, you read some verses of scripture, and you pray together. And that's it. And, and sometimes I think we, we expect so much out of it, like it needs to be this big, huge thing, and, and I have to explain all these verses and all this stuff. Um, consistency, if you want consistency, you need simplicity. And I think that uh, th- that resource helps in that way. So there's a couple of resources for family devotions um, that, uh, that I think might be helpful for you. Also want to point out a couple of Bible storybooks for younger children, particularly ages three to six, or even younger. Um, um, when, when your kids are really young, you need, you need the pictures, you need the stories, and I uh, want to recommend a couple of, of resources for you along those lines. First one is called the Beginner's Gospel Story Bible by Jared Kennedy. This is one that we actually went through with our kids, and they really enjoyed it. Um, I think it's I think half the pages are ripped out by now, um, but <laughs> that's how much they enjoyed it. Um, but the really engaging stories, fun illustrations, and and one thing that I really appreciate about this book is it emphasizes God's grace in the lives of the Bible characters um, and points to the gospel. A lot of times, Bible stories can just turn into moralistic stories of be like David, be like Moses, um, you know, Joseph was a good, a good boy, and so you should be a good boy too, and it kind of limits all of the stories to just do these things. This is a great job at making God the main character of the story, emphasizing his grace in the lives of the Bible characters, and it also includes a discussion question at the end that you can actually ask your child, um, and that's really helpful in that way. The other uh, Bible story book is called the Big Picture Story Bible, and uh, what, what makes this, um, I think, really helpful, again, it, it makes God the main character of the story. Um, it's kind of interesting. If you look back and, and, and actually open up the pages, a lot of the pictures, which is unique to me, a lot of the pictures are from, it, it, uh, it looks like they're looking down. It's like an upward angle looking down on the characters. It's like a, uh, a weird perspective, and I think the point of that is it's God's view on things, and uh, it's kind of interesting in that way. Um, it traces the unfolding story of God's promises throughout scripture. So so there's a couple of, if you have young kids and you just want something to start with, I'd recommend both of those resources to you. What about devotional guides for kids from 6 to 12? I want to highlight two resources um, that I discovered that that are really, really unique in a lot of ways and really helpful. Two books, kind of in the same series. One's called Exploring the Bible, and one is called Meeting Jesus. And these are both by uh, David Murray. And what these are, Bible reading plans for ages 6 to 12 um, that, that keep things engaging and simple and, and doable. 
exploring the Bible is reading through the whole Bible. So this one right here, the blue one, takes you through a, a Bible reading plan from, from Genesis to Revelation. And then um, meeting with Jesus is a Bible reading plan through the Gospels in the book of Acts. Um, there's daily passages um, each day, and it will ask a question. Um, there's discussion questions included in that. And then on Sundays of each week, there's actually a sermon notes page where they can bring it to church with them and they can take notes um, for the, the Sunday morning sermon. Here's just a, a little snapshot of what each page looks like. Um, easy, to, easy to digest, um, asks an investigative question, um, answer section right there um, in a short passage, often just a couple of verses. So really doable for, for younger age kids. I want to highlight also one devotional guide for teens. You know, once you reach the teen years, um, I hope that, that you are, your main diet in your devotions is the actual text of the Bible. Right? That, that you're not, you know, hopefully you're not reading you know, the beginner's storybook Bible with all the pictures. You're, you've graduated from that. Um, and so really what, what's the important thing in the teen years is, is habit forming. Of, of forming a daily habit where you're in the Word of God daily. And, and one resource that helps promote this, really simple one, um, called Quiet Times. It's a series that, that Word of Life puts out, uh, one-year daily devotional. And, and these are really simple. Um, it's a, it's a text-based reading plan, so there's a passage of Scripture that you read each day. Um, it's a habit-forming resource, as I said. And then it, each day, you just answer two questions. You ask, what does this, what's the writer saying? And then how can I apply this to my life? And what that promotes is make sure you understand the, the passage of Scripture before you apply the passage of Scripture. Sometimes we can jump straight to application. What does this mean for me? And we can pull it out of context. We can, we can misinterpret the passage. And so this does promote the habit of first asking, what is it even saying? Am I understanding it? And then also, it actually includes a short commentary for each day's Bible reading. So there, there's, a, there's a couple paragraphs right below those questions that help them uh, grasp what's going on. Here's just kind of an example layout of what it looks like. I understand you can't really read that, but up there at the top, what's the writer saying? How can I apply this to my life? There's a prayer prompter, um, and then also just some short commentary on those verses underneath. This is a great habit former. And you notice it's divided by weeks. So if you're thinking, well, I'm two weeks into January, and so I missed it. So I have to wait till next January to start a Bible reading plan. You don't need to do that. All right? Just start week one. So January 16th, that's tomorrow, right? Um, that is week one for you. And you just keep working through it. There's also one resource. I don't have this at the table back there, but I want to at least highlight it for you in case you want to go online and purchase this one. They have a, a, another um, daily devotional that's actually interactive. So instead of the simple questions, there's some more guided questions taking you through verses and you fill in some blanks. And, and maybe that's helpful for someone that maybe is not used to just digging into scripture um, you know, for themselves. I, I, I'm promoting primarily the, um, the simpler one, the one with the commentary, just because um, I like them just dealing with the text. And, 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 and sometimes we can, we can hold their hand a little too much um, instead of let, helping them wrestle with, with the truths of God's word. So um, I recommend both of those to you. The one that we have at the table back there is the, uh, is the orange one there on the left. Um, so there's just some resources from family worship, family devotions together as a family, uh, to kids, um, middle age, and or middle age, <laughs> middle school, <laughs> teenage. We'll get to the middle age later, all right? 
um, and I hope that uh, uh, some of those will be helpful for you. Feel free, to, after we're done, to look on the back and, and purchase some of those for yourselves. And we are to the middle age. <laughs> Notice that, uh, oops, wrong way. Uh, okay. Resources for daily devotional aids. These do not replace your, well, I'm a firm believer in reading the scripture every day and I try to read through the whole Bible. I have for a good number of years now. Both Susan and I have, and I don't know what year we're on, but um, it's great to say we've read cover to cover. And sometimes, boy, I'm reading fast. Am I getting it all? You get the whole picture. So there are a lot of, of reading plans. You can go online and find them, or we can help you find one later. Cross them off. You're reading every day. These are aids to help you. going to start with a classic, Streams in the Desert. Uh, this is not only by uh, uh, L.B. Coleman, but updated. That means updated by James Ryman. Uh, it means that they've updated the language from that classic uh, English that might be there, some hard words to read, updated. So kind of a nice option. And just as you might expect, there is a scripture for the day and a commentary about it. Sometimes there's a hymn or a poem that goes along with it, Streams in the Desert. Uh, the next one is, oh, and I forgot to, you know, put all that good stuff up there about it. Just an encouragement for thirsty souls. The Valley of Vision uh, is a collection of Puritan prayers. Uh, there are more than 200 Puritan one-page prayers that the Puritans prayed. Uh, each prayer is one page long. This should be a supplement to your prayers, but it also, it can teach you how to pray as you're just learning how to talk to God. It teaches theological truth as well. So each page, a prayer, this one is on the Trinity. It's divided into different uh, subjects throughout the book. Just a, a great book even for couples to read together. Uh, for your devotions before uh, you're going to bed or something, and just a nice way to end the day as well. Valley of Visions. The next one I have is by John MacArthur, 40 Lives in 40 Days. Uh, he's done an in-depth study on the lives of 12 ordinary men, and that's the disciples and goes into their lives. But these are just actually taken from that study and they're uh, just a few pages long. The first one is about Peter. And what he does in, in these books, is it, it helps you see their lives. Uh, it finds out how God uses ordinary men and women. And then that can, that can just get applied to your life as, as well. Find out, boy, Peter had these downfalls in his life. Anyone know Peter? You know, his downfalls, a whole lot of them, and how we can really apply it to our lives as well. Uh, the lives of Christ's early followers become an inspiration, and they really do for us today. I really, I really enjoy this book, um, and it's only 40 days to, to reading your devotions, so it doesn't go the whole year long, but it is very good. A new book, so new that these are pretty much hot off the press. Daring Devotion, 
and then there's also Daring Dependence, both books. I have not completely read these books, but I have started into them, and I can't put them down. They're actually about the lives, and they have a whole list of, of uh, uh, people here that were giants. Uh, and and interesting thing, they have a map of where they, they, their influence ended up going. So David Brennard, John Elliott, Jim Elizabeth Elliott, uh, it tells you where they served as well. In both books, they also have a graph of whose life influenced other lives. And, and you look, you know, well, let's see. Uh, who, who influenced Jim Elliott's life? I can go back. There's a Fraser, and uh, Fraser was influenced by Taylor. And you can go back and see who, who influenced whose life. And it helps us to realize that our life is going to influence someone else, for the good or for the bad, hopefully for the good. Uh, but they're going to be looking at your life. Your children are, other people in the church, other people around, and the influence that they've had. Now, the, what is so great about this book, and uh, we can't, uh, haven't been able to put, uh, don't want to put it down. When you get done with one, you want to go on. Here's one on J. Hudson Taylor. It always starts out with a, a Bible verse that uh, marks their life and then tells a little bit. Now, they say there's a danger in reading these books because you're going to see how God used their life and God could even use biographies like this to say, I want to use your life as well. And, and the author says there's a danger in that. So if you're not ready to say, God, use me, you better not pick up these books. Uh, one was published in 2020, the other one in 2022. So they are brand new books and uh, just great uh, Options. You know, I'd, like, I'd have to have one about uh, songs, words, and music to 150 hymns. There are a lot of different books like these. This is just one of them we made available. Uh, it's a short story about the origin of each hymn. Uh, you know, did you know that Mighty Fortress was written in 1529? And we sing it like, you know, it was written last year. Uh, Our Greatest I Faithfulness, written in 1923. Let's see, my mom and dad were born in 20 and 21. So about the time that they were born, this, that hymn was being written, and we sing it uh, with such great theological truths and everything. So we have a hymn on one side. We have the hymn story on the other. The only thing, I kind of wish the hymn story would be even a little bit longer than just one page. Sometimes it takes a little bit more to tell that story. But there are a lot of these kind of books available. This one's on the table and just a nice aid to your, to your reading. Um, I have a different cover than the one that's on the table. That tells you how old the book is, perhaps. I don't even know what the copyright is it. But I have read through this book, I don't know how many times, uh, at least uh, half a dozen, not ten times. They're just short two or three page devotionals. It is for men. Women, you're not prohibited from reading it because there's nothing in there that's necessary. But it really, for men, this is a great book. There are, it's a short book. It's not going to take you the whole year again. But this, this author uh, is really a man's man, and he loves to go hunting and all that kind of stuff. But that doesn't uh, reflect on, on just what he grabs out of Scripture. It always starts with a scripture to read. So this one is Romans 7. That's a warm-up. So you can uh, use it as, as an aid 
not only through your Bible reading, but you can actually go and read that scripture. Then there is another scripture verse that goes along with it. There's a key verse, not Romans, from Romans. This one's from 2 Timothy 3, 2 and 4. And then he builds a devotional built on that, a two-page devotional, sometimes three pages. This is one of my favorite books that I've gone to many, many times, just for encouragement along the way. And then we have one for, for ladies. I'm going to have Susan come and tell her that because this one she loves. I ask, please, can I talk, talk about my favorite book? And once again, uh, you'll get a nicer one. This one's really, really old. <laughs> I had this one in Brazil. This one's called Keep a Quiet Heart by Elizabeth Elliot. I love Elizabeth Elliot. She is so practical. And she just takes a Bible passage and applies it. And it goes right to my heart. Um, and in this book, there are little um, devotions. They, you know, two pages. I would think read it along with your Bible reading in the morning or something. It kind of um, gets you thinking deeper about things and um, applying. I think um, one thing I have to say about Elizabeth Elliot, her Christianity is applied to her life, which I always think is a good thing. And um, I just want to read one real quick. It says, um, well, I won't read it all. Nevertheless, we must run aground. And it's a story about when Paul was in the shipwreck in the Adriatic Sea, and the angel came to him and said, don't worry, you're going to um, all get to land, but your ship will run aground. And um, it says here, it would seem that God could, who promises to spare all hands could have done the job right and saved the ship as well. <laughs> and spared the ignominy of having to make it to land on flotsam and jetsam that was left. The fact is he did not, nor does he always spare us. Heaven is not here, it's there. If we were given all we wanted here, our hearts would settle for this world rather than the next. So, so true. And um, things like that all through this book. It's really a good book. Um, so pick this one up ladies it's real it's not um in one way it's not deep in another way it does it gets right to your heart and it's quick easy to read and i think you'll really like it there are different passages there's um stories about uh, uh raising children about older life about women who can't have children about many 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 different subjects that she has so this will be a good book i think you'll like it the next books I have, this one actually does exist as a hardcover book, but uh, it was backordered and we do not have that available. But for those of you that uh, like to do things on Kindle, um, it is available on Kindle. Now the price is a little steep, but this does uh, go throughout the whole year. It gives you a uh, psalm for each day. It's either a psalm or another song from, from scripture. But you see this one is just a real short one. Uh, sometimes it's a longer psalm. It has a little uh, commentary about the psalm. Uh, then it'll have a hymn. And then we have words on words. We have Bible, I can't read it from back there. Bible networking, notable, quotable. Just kind of finishes up that psalm every day. Um, great book. Now, the price is $12.99. It's not the cheapest thing that you can get because we're gonna to get to some cheaper things if you want cheaper things. But uh, this goes for the whole year. So $12.99 really is not bad when you consider that. It is a book for the whole year you can use in reading and you will be reading. 
you know, maybe you're not ready to tackle reading three chapters a day and going through the whole Bible cover to cover. You've never done that. But at least you are reading Psalms. You're reading the Scripture. It gets you started. If you, if you need to take some baby steps and get started reading Scripture every day, great way to start right there in the Psalms. Morning by Morning uh, by Charles Spurgeon. These are some that I'm sure that if you asked what would be a devotional book, you'd probably think of Charles Spurgeon. Uh, so there are a lot of different varieties on this. This one is free on Kindle version, and they also have evening by evening. So they're the one-page scripture. It starts with a scripture verse, one-page commentary, and a thought at the end, but a great aid as well. And that's where we move on to deeper things. <laughs> I'll take the clicker. My assignments was to give books kind of based on our more recent sermon series that we've been going through, and we've been going through the Gospel of Mark, and so I've got two recommendations for you uh, that, we, that kind of have been a help and an aid to me as I've been preaching through the Gospel of Mark, and I hope they would be to you as well. The first is a commentary that's not available out here there because it is quite expensive, uh, but it is worthy of your consideration if you'd like to get a big volume on the book. Uh, it's not available, but it is worthy, though, of this. It's commentary. It focuses on the meaning of Mark through theological reflection, historical points of references, meanings of words, and literature, literary development. It's $21 on Amazon, so it's a little bit more than most books, um, although less than some commentaries, I will note. The thing I liked about this one is many of the commentaries I looked at in the Gospel of Mark uh, it almost felt like I was reading Matthew's thoughts through Mark or John's thoughts through Mark and because many of the Gospels share parallel accounts and uh, they'll focus almost too much on the, uh, on the other parallel accounts and that is not at all real helpful when it comes to the theological themes of that particular book. This one's good because it just, it just stays in Mark and it keeps your focus on Mark. This next one is available out there. It's called Mark for You. What is the message of the Gospel of Mark? And this book answers that, and it's very simple. It's a more of an applied expository uh, commentary, almost, well, not as uh, less, I was going to say kind of like Wearsby, but Wearsby even is less expositional in nature, more applicational. Uh, but this is really good, um, and the foreword's by Thomas Schreiner, if you know that name, it should tell you something about the quality of the book. It's also a wonderful resource for small group study if you'd like to do it with your, um, with your spouse or your friends. This is a really good resource for that. I always say, don't do like the, rather, the commentary I just gave you. That's not a good small group study. This is a good small group study, and it can be very helpful for you. So if you're looking for some things, and uh, you can purchase that. That is available out there in the, in the lobby. So that's from the Gospel of Mark, just two from the Gospel of Mark. On Wednesday nights, just kind of things, if you have you missed out with us, we've been doing uh, some pretty fascinating study. It's become actually one of our, actually, if you didn't know, we'll, we'll kind of tease you on it uh, in the morning service, but Wednesday night has become, most recently, some of our biggest services in attendance of the whole week, even outside Sunday morning. And so we're so thankful for that. And what we do is it's kind of a hermeneutic study. We go verse by verse for the adults. And uh, there's some books, not related to the books that we're in, but how are we doing that? And one is called How to Eat Your Bible. It's a pretty clever title. The author of the book says, if you are a Christian, yet you're struggling to read and understand your Bible, this book was written for you. It's a book about how to not just read, but truly feast on Scripture. 
I like that because sometimes hermeneutics can be a whole cold study. By the way, this is a good. This would be our textbook for our hermeneutics class too. It would be good. The next two will be. Uh, there are six chapters in the book. The chapters kind of give you a hint of what he's getting at. Starving for the word, beginning with prayer, read, what does it say, study, what does it mean, use, how do I apply it, and then finally, eat it up. And uh, the book concludes with a unique seven-year Bible reading plan that you can go through that's kind of a help. I have not yet personally done that plan, but it's of interest to me that I may want to here soon. He says, learning to love God's word is not just possible, it's doable, and history is full of believers whose love for God manifested itself in their love for his word. Our reading should focus, should be on developing a long-term understanding and love for the Bible, and I, I like that about this book. So that's available, and it's, it's, as you can see, not a huge book, so you can be a help to you. This is kind of a classic related to the same thing on how to read the Bible for all it's worth by Gordon Fee and Douglas Stewart. Uh, it's kind of become a classic hermeneutic textbooks for many. The main purpose of the book is to equip readers to understand Bible in its various genres, uh, whereas the other book, uh, the How to Eat Your Bible, is to equip you to just have a real love for the Word, which is very helpful. This one is going to help you understand that the Bible is written in various genres. This is, again, going to help us in relates to our Wednesday night study. Some would say, well, okay, we, you're, you're journaling through the Bible. You're going verse by verse. Uh, when are you going to do um, Proverbs that way on Wednesday night? And the answer is never. We won't ever do Proverbs that way on Wednesday night. Why? read this book and you'll come to understand why. The Bible is full of different genres, poetic, narrative, wisdom, proverbial, letters, parables, etc. And uh, they are to be read different ways and they are to be studied different ways. And not every, I, I kind of, I don't like the phrase preach verse by verse through the Bible because it doesn't understand how genres work when you say that. So genres are very, very important and this book helps you. The key to the book is understanding exegesis, exegesis and hermeneutics as two complementary but separate actions in the process of Bible study. Exegesis, the working of arriving at the then and there, original intent of a passage is from the book, and hermeneutics, the task of ascertaining the here and now meaning. Uh, so, uh, by the way, we have a class on hermeneutics, so if you want to sign up for that, uh, we'll look at exegesis as well and hermeneutics. So that's on Wednesday night. Sunday evenings, more recently, we just concluded two series, one on anthropology, that's the study of man, and one on ecclesiology, that's the study of the church. And the reason I kind of intentionally put them side by side is because the issues of our culture related to man and we'll say marriage and gender and all those things have most definitely seeped their way into the church. And it has become a, a kind of a, a clash of ideals and viewpoints. And there's a really helpful book on that that kind of helps us kind of wrestle through the issues of our age entitled, What is the Mission of the Church? Making Sense of Social Justice, Shalom, and the Great Commission. It's by Kevin DeYoung and Greg Gilbert uh, from the authors. It says, the story of scripture is not about us working with God to make the world right again. It's about God's work to make us right so we can live with him again. And we live in a culture that is just fighting against God. What do we do? Here's another one. We are not called to bring a broken planet back to its created glory, but we are called to call broken people back to their creator. 
And uh, this is really helpful if you just flip on the news and it's like, man, oh, that is discouraging, and it is. What are we going to do about all that? What is our mission? What are we supposed to be fighting for? This is really good. What is the mission of the church? And then most recently, we've been going through the Holy Spirit on Sunday nights. And uh, this has been a really fun study to go together. And uh, I actually have Sunday night's message done, but I don't get to preach it tonight. The teens are taking over tonight. Although I finished the sermon and jokingly said, I can't wait to preach it. Uh, Aaron, you want to cancel the teen service for me so I can preach it? I didn't mean that. We're not going to do that. We're, actually, next Sunday evening, we're going to debate continuationism versus cessationism. And uh, if you don't know what those phrases are, maybe you could read some of these books on the Holy Spirit. The first is by Sinclair Ferguson. I am ecstatic that it came in. Uh, we were worried that it wouldn't come in in time. It must have just got here. All right, it just came in today, but they only sent us three copies because it really is that good of a book. It gives a biblical theology of the Holy Spirit. It details the ministry of the Holy Spirit, explains the activity of the Holy Spirit, and then finally, after doing all that, answers the controversial questions of our time about the Holy Spirit. Uh, I put this on the screen. There are many books about the Holy Spirit. But if Sinclair Ferguson's book is neither the first nor the last to write about it, his book might be the best. It is that kind of level uh, of, the, of all the current books on the Holy Spirit I've read. And there's been several, uh, more than several, uh, as I've prepared this series. This is the best, in my, in, in my opinion. And it gives, I give it my highest recommendation to you today. Uh, of all of my books, they're all good. But th- this is my highest recommendation. And I say that knowing that there's only three copies available for sale <laughs> out there. So uh, you can purchase your own. By the way, any of the books that run out, above the book stack, there's a laminated piece of paper with the, you know, the SBN numbers and stuff so that you can scan it and you can know, you can purchase it on your own so you're knowing that purchasing the right one. So even after the books are sold, there's still a way to be able to know what's going on. And then the final one is called Strange Fire by John MacArthur. And John MacArthur chronicles the unsavory history behind the modern charismatic movement when it comes to the Holy Spirit. And uh, it is a fascinating book, uh, in part because of uh, all of the folks that did not like it when he put it out. That was kind of an interesting study. When, when he first published this book, he also did a conference. Now, he's out in California, and it, what, what is true in America is also true in the churches in America Anything weird in America starts in California, it seems like. And uh, oftentimes, anything weird that comes through the church starts in California. I don't know what it is about that place, but it just seems to be that way. And uh, MacArthur pastors in California, and he hosted a conference on Strange Fire and kind of went against particularly continuationism and the continuationism of the the spiritual gifts and the like. And uh, he had one guy that was uh, his... Uh, Mark Driscoll was his name, that came into his conference with his own competing book and made all of the hullabaloo and actually had to be ushered out of the conference. It was just quite wild. And uh, that was even before the book got published. So they hadn't even read it yet, and people were upset about what he was going to say. And what he's trying to get you back to is the Word. Just come back to the Word come back to the Word, come back to the Word. But if you're kind of interested in what in the world is going on, just to give you some of the ones, um, part one is confronting a counterfeit revival. And chapter one is the mocking of the Spirit. 
And then the question, the chapter two is, is there a new work of the Spirit? And then part two is exposing the counterfeits. Are there apostles among us? The folly of fallible prophets, the twisting of biblical tongues, false healings and false hopes offered by false prophets. Part three is then rediscovering the Spirit's true work, the Holy Spirit's work in salvation, the Holy Spirit's work in sanctification, and the Holy Spirit's work in the scriptures. And then he concludes with an open letter to my continuationist friends. Uh, So uh, it's a really good book in that regard on the doctrine of the Holy Spirit. Paul. My previous church did a study on that book. Oh, did you? And it's very, very worthwhile. Yeah, and it's pretty, it's relatively recent. I don't, um, when when was the copyright? Yeah, so 2013. So it's not uh, too old in the content. So, wonderful. We just went over a lot of materials. And we intentionally cut our time short in Sunday school. And some of the ladies that are working the tables are already moving back there uh, so that they can get into place. We've intentionally done that on purpose so that you can peruse those tables and purchase them if you'd like. As I mentioned at the beginning, I'll mention now again at the end, of course, this is our Vision Sunday. So even if you're not purchasing anything, we do want you to get something. And there is this uh, 2022 year in review booklet, and that is available for free for you. You may also want to, that um, you may want to get coffee, I understand that, uh, but you may want to go down into the fellowship hall. They're not all of them aren't completely set up, but we are going to have our yearly uh, uh, ministry recruitment fair that will be taking place this evening as part of our favorite foods fellowship. And uh, But at in the fellowship hall you'll see different ministry tables set up some of them have already put up some of their decor but they all of them have clipboards and they are literally recruiting ministry volunteers that may be able to serve with them in the new year so as you go into the fellowship hall to get your coffee you can check out all the different various ministries that are set up there and uh, be able to kind of partake in that and then as you're making your way down the hall as we did last year last year we had had a new ministry that started, and so we gave them a, the new ministry table, and uh, this year we have a new ministry that's starting, and so they get the new ministry table, and that is our first 10 class, and the first 10 class is for young marrieds that have been married 10 or less years that just got married, and uh, Darren and Jackie Lewis will be uh, helping run that ministry, and we're so thankful for the needed ministry of the hour, and uh, there he is. All right, so we do have an announcement in that regard, but she's serving elsewhere right now, so maybe I should save it. I'll say it twice. It's worth it. David and Haley just got engaged yesterday, so let's give them a round of applause. Very good. Well done, David. Good job. So, well-timed. I've got a great class that I can recommend to you when you guys get married. Um, that's like, what, another engagement? Man, so basically we started a C20 class, which just becomes the soon-to-be-in-the-first-ten class, I guess. That's kind of how it works. Um, uh, but we're thankful for the Lord's working in all of that. So with that all said, we were. I, our goal was to finish 15 minutes early, and we are right on time, especially if I pray right now. And then you can be dismissed. You can peruse those tables, purchase the books, make sure you grab the, one of these booklets in review, and check out the ministry recruitment tables as well. Let's go ahead and pray. Lord, we thank you so much 
for the time we can spend in your house and for the resources that are available to God's people. Lord, we're thankful for those that have put this down to paper. We pray that it would be a blessing to our church family. In your name, amen. Thank you. You are dismissed.